the name. Come on, church family. We're praying here. We call on that name that's above every name. Let your grace and your glory minister to us. For thine is the power and the glory and the honor. There's none but thee, O Lord. We look solely to thee. Our hearts are fixed on thee, O God, by your grace. We want to be about the business of the Lord. Our business here today is to praise and worship you, King of Kings. Saving the lost. Healing the sick, O God. You are prayer answering God. You are holy Father. You are mighty King. I thank thee, O Lord. I bless you, O God. I worship your great name. I thank you. I thank you in Jesus' name. Let's give our God a big hand. Thank God and thank God and thank God and thank God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All right. Uh, we're going to bring Brother Garza, and he's going to go solid English this morning. Okay, so we have to, all of our Spanish have to flip over to English, and we're just going to go straight English this morning. Okay, I think he hablos inglés un poquito. <laughs> all, right. all right, just like I do a little Spanish. Okay, love everybody, appreciate everybody. We're glad you're here this morning. Give God another big hand while he comes. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you, whatever you want. Praise the Lord, everybody. You can be seated. So glad to be here this morning. What an enormous blessing. Just a, a good time we've had in the Holy Ghost. Amen? It is so much better in comparison to those that um, try to just do things and uh, think they're having fun. I remember we won this one young girl, to the young lady to the Lord. Uh, Sister Tammy, and it was just a group of us young people, and she came to the church, she got filled with the Holy Ghost, and um, I said to her, I said, we're going to go somewhere, we're going to have fun, and she was terrified, she goes, fun, we're going to get in trouble? I go, no, 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 you can really have fun without getting in trouble. That's right, good clean fun. You can have fun without having to get drunk. Yep, that's right. You can have real just enjoy life without mixing yourself with things that have destroyed so many people and so many lives amen, amen. but we've been having fun haven't we yeah. amen feels kind of odd preaching in english only <laughs> <laughs> you'll get used to it i'd like my wife to come and she desires to sing a song i want her to go on ahead and and uh Sing it, whatever she desires. She's coming quickly. I'm gonna, I caught that from Brother Feld. That's I'm going to start using it more often. She's coming real fast, running. <laughs> Come running. But, uh, folks, really, if we, we open our hearts up, I believe the Lord has something good for us. Every service has a purpose. Yes, that's right. Every sermon has a purpose. Yes, yes, yes. And so let's just have some fun in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Ghost. Love you, precious people. Love your precious pastor and his wife. I just uh, tell you you're blessed. Our church has a, a pastor with six years' experience, and your church has a pastor with a lot more wisdom <laughs> and a lot of understanding. And so you're very blessed. 
our church gets to uh, grow with us. But he, God uses willing vessels, not perfect vessels. That's right. That's right. And um, I appreciate the willing, the willing spirit that is here. It feels like there's great unity. Yeah. And in the music, the it's just it. phenomenal. Just, uh, I don't know why y'all want me to sing a special after that. <laughs> it's so good. It's just flawless and beautiful. And the, 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 the beautiful spirit of love here, you just made us feel so welcome. And we're, we're so thankful. Yeah, thank you. I just want to tell you a, a small story. And then I'm going to need a, a willing heart to help me illustrate something. So if you're... You're willing to be an, uh, a helper today. I will need one helper in just a minute. I'm just going to obey the Lord. And uh, what this helper is going to do. He's going to put on this robe. This robe means more to me than it ever has before. You see, the last conversation I had with my dad, he didn't think he was going to pass on right away, and my mom didn't think so. I didn't think so. In fact, he was telling me, give me some more, give me three months more of those good vitamins y'all take, is what he was telling me. So I know he didn't think he was leaving in two days. And uh, I said, Dad, you remember that song you wrote? Let us be glad and rejoice. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. Remember that? He said, I haven't thought of that song in a long time. It's right out of the book of Revelation. I said, well, I don't know why, but all day it's been on my mind, and I feel like the Lord told me to sing it to you on the phone. See, I live in Texas. My mom lives in Missouri, about 10 hours from us. So this is a real treat to get to be with her. And um, I didn't get to see my dad before he died. But the last conversation I had, I sang that song to him, having no idea that would be the end of my communication with him for a while. But it was said, blessed are they which are called yes. unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's right. And part of the words say, unto her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, white and clean. This is the righteousness is, yes. of the saints. And today, the Lord told me he's going to break some spirits of intimidation that some people have held on to. I don't know who it's for. But I want you to know the righteousness of the saints yes. comes from the blood of the Lamb. Yes. When the priest would bring that blood of the Lamb or that lamb they never inspected the person holding the lamb they only inspected the lamb and so when we stand before god perfect it's not our righteousness that's right it's his righteousness yes and so i just wondered if i'm going to read a verse and then i will take a willing a willing volunteer to wear this this is from isaiah 61 and verse 10 I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me 
with the garments of salvation. Yes. He hath covered me with the robes of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. It's better than anything you can get at Walmart That's or right. Publix, however y'all say that here. Publix. Publix. I just want you to know, uh, you know, ladies, they say, well, get this little bit of cover up. Oh, this covers it all. Yes, it does. Okay? Amen. You will. He will beautify the meek with salvation. salvation. Yes. And I don't know if um, there's somebody that would like to illustrate that right. here. Right. right there. Thank you, Jeannie. The Lord will supply. We'll help you clean your path. Watch the do. You know, I don't know. Um, since I've been here, Eugeria has really impressed me with her willing spirit. So I think this is something that is special that she's wearing it here. Um, my daughter also is learning to play the piano, and she's very shy. But I said, Eugeria does it, Grace. You can do it. And so maybe she'll play for you tonight. I've been trying to encourage her to play while she's here. But I want you to know you... I want you to look at somebody next to you and tell them, it's on you. It's on you. Now look at the person on the other side say, it's on you. Everybody, yes. My mother is a seamstress, so she's going to get it just right. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I um, don't ask me to sew. I didn't take after my mom. I love my mom. She's good at all the things I'm not good at. But I thank God for the Lord covering us with his righteousness. And, you know, we don't have to be anybody but who God made us. That's what's so freeing about the body of Christ. If you're, if you're the elbow, you don't have to be the eyebrow. You know, if you're the thumb, you don't have to be the foot. You just be what God made you. Yes. You just enjoy all the things that God has made you because you have a robe of salvation. Yes. It's not our perfection. It's not how good we can be. Right. It's how good he's been to us. Yes, that's right. Oh, I rejoice. I says, I will greatly rejoice. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. He hath clothed me with garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. And this is a, a choir song from our, my home church in Columbia, Missouri. And... Uh, you want to play along, I'm going to go from C minor to C. And uh, I just want to rejoice with this song. And this is kind of different, but um, I'm going oh, to um, ask Yajiria if she would just make, if she would just walk around the whole outer part of the church and come back while we're singing, because I want everybody to think about this. Make a joyful noise, all ye people. Yeah. Sing a song unto the Lord. For his goodness and his mercy. Sing a song unto the Lord. And bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is 
cantar alegres a Dios Habitantes de toda la tierra Porque grande es Jehová Y para siempre es su misericordia Bendice alma mía to do it so I think we'll have to wait till the very end so I'm going to tell you the second part of what the Lord gave me at the end of service okay okay let's clap our hands to the Lord yeah. thank you Jesus thank you, praise the Lord one more time let's clap our hands to the Lord together yeah. hallelujah That's going to be hard just preaching in English now. Yeah. I might actually be able to be able to finish a, a whole sermon here. All the other ones I've been preaching, I've not finished them. So that means maybe someday, someday I'll get a chance to come back and just yes. finish them up. We like we'll that. What, we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I didn't know my wife was going to sing this. And I kind of already knew what I was going to preach, just what I was been have been feeling in my heart and just desiring to communicate. And uh, I, I pray that it is a blessing to you, and it's something that um, uh, something that I, I'm continuing to just uh, evolve in and learn. And I think all of us really are in that process. Um, and I can so see it in in uh, in being married and uh, uh, just growing, growing together, learning. And you never stop learning; you never do. As I said to just yesterday, I think the last class is when we when we pass away. I've never taken that class, you know, but that's the last one. And so, but you are always learning. You got to keep your heart wide open, and just ask the Lord to to guide you. Amen. Yeah. I'm going to read two portions of scripture here this morning. It's one of them is in the book of Proverbs, chapter four. And I'll see if I can communicate this here this morning. I'm going to try my best to just um, stay in English. Now, if I say a few words in Spanish, that means I added some jalapenos to my hamburger. Yeah. So um, we'll see how it unfolds here this morning. And uh, for sure, this is something that all of us need to apply and we need to live it out. And uh, it is a journey that we need to uh, continue to, to search out. And um, uh, all of us are in this boat, so let's give it our best shot. Amen. Amen. I know that uh, uh, not everybody is always strong, and I am a brother that does not condemn, but I am a brother that I will grab your hand, I'll say straighten up, focus, and let's make it to heaven together. Yeah. I straighten up. 
Because you're going to make it together with me, brother. Amen? Come on, yeah. Praise God. It's easy to push somebody down, but it takes a whole lot of work to effort to pull them up. Yeah. Hold them up and they say, let's keep on trucking, brother. Yeah. Stop whining. Stop crying. Let's keep on going. Woo! Amen. Come on. <laughs> and if you see me whining and crying, smack me and tell me, wake up, Garza. <laughs> Stay focused. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Folks, I am a, I, I am a Spanish Texan, so uh, uh, we'll see how it all, I'm all mixed up. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm going to try to communicate here. Proverbs 4 and 23, it says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep thy heart, brother. Look at your brother and say, keep your heart. Keep, keep your look heart. at your neighbor and say, keep your heart. Keep your heart. I got another verse of scripture. It's in the book of Proverbs. It's chapter 3, two verses, 5 and 6. He says, it says, uh, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Keep your heart. And it says, trust in the Lord with with all your heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Yes. Amen. And uh, um, uh, just putting something here, it is, uh, if I can just for a short moment, just communicate the heart of a real believer. Yes. Because we got so many folks that believe, in, in, and I love them, and I'm trying to convert them left and right. But there is really something that uh, somebody who is genuinely a real believer, it goes down deeper than just something that comes out of your mouth. Right. It becomes a part of who you are. Yeah. Amen. And it goes down to the core of your being from, from our heart. And we'll see if we can kind of unfold that a little bit. Let's pray together. Thank you. Lord. And let's ask the Lord. To help us out here this morning. Father we thank Holy you. We know that you're in this place God. And I pray that you help me here this morning Lord. I need your help. Help me get all this stuff I have scrambled up Lord. I'm limited as an individual God. And I have my limitations. But I need your help Lord. All I can do is communicate. And you're the one that adds the anointing God. You're the one that speaks to your people Lord. You're the one that even unstops our ears God. So we can hear. As you said Lord. Many people, they're there to hear. They have natural hearing, but they're deaf, oh God. And we pray that you unstop, Lord, whatever blocks uh, the, the realm for us to capture the depths of your word. Help us, Lord. We thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated if you clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. Clap your hands in Spanish. Uh, amen, amen, amen. This is a lesson I am learning. I'm continuing to, to continue my journey to, to learn this. Um, uh, I say honestly that I, I don't have it on. I think my wife uh, said it perfectly. I don't have the over 40 years of experience ministering to a body of people. But I found out, man, people are bullheaded. You think? You know? <laughs> And so it takes something very, very, uh, very, very honest and very direct. It takes a hammer, which is the word of God, to break down pieces and parts of an individual's thought pattern. And so um, 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 I want to say here that if, if you do not love God's word, you will have problems, not so much with the ministry, you know, 
uh, well, you will, but, but you have problems with God. That's the danger, amen. Yeah. If you have issues with any part of God's Word, you will have problems yeah. in your walk with God and just life in general. There are some people that don't live for God, but they take the principles from God's wisdom and they apply it to their lives. And I've heard it many people. I am blessed and I am blessed. My company's blessed because I have never abandoned tithing and helping a church out. And God honors the truths of those principles. Yes. And, and, and you have to go beyond just say, I love God. You must love truth. Yeah. Amen. It is easy to say I love God and it is a lifestyle that says I love truth All right. because truth is constantly impacting us. It is forming us. It is developing us. It is designing us. Amen. You would think that after thousands and thousands of preaching and teaching and religiosity and commitment to Jesus Christ that the church would have already had it all down. But they ain't got it down. Right. Sorry about my English folks. I'm from Texas. They don't have it down. Amen. Believe me, I have evolved in my form of speech. Maybe I'll refer to it tonight. Amen. But uh, um, um, uh, you would think that all these years, people would have got it down already in their serving God and their commitment to God. We're living in a time, especially right now, so it is sad to say that we're the word consistency it's kind of a rare form. Uh, faithfulness is kind of a rarity in the heart of an individual. The long haul and commitment and, and fidelity even to, to the marriage or, or, or holding out, going all the way through school or even church attendance. They are, they are a rarity and especially a genuine love for God seems to be disappearing out of our land. I don't think here, but folks, don't think that you cannot be captured by a sloppy commitment to Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. If you agree or don't agree, let's clap our hands to the Lord. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Make me feel that you're with me. I know it's Sunday morning. Amen? I, I got here this morning. I told myself, calm down, Garza. Calm down. It's Sunday morning. Just slowly wake up the people. I do that with my kids. I go in there, it's time to get up. It's time to get up, kids. It's time to get up. And I go in there. I said it nice last time when I came here. It's time to get up. I'm going to raise my voice and add some heat to the pamper. You better get up. So, so, uh, uh, so here this morning, uh, uh, I'm going to try just try to ease into this. We are supposed to keep our heart because the heart, it is the inner self. It is the the process in the area where we think and where we feel. It is the realm where we decide. The Bible tells us, you know, keep it. Make sure you, you, you protect it. You focus on it. The Bible in its uh, explanation refers to the heart and has a much broader meaning than what we have in modern day time today. Because, you know, today people love everything. I love this candy. I love this car. And I love this. And they... We use it so loosely, and I'm guilty of that. All of us are in some form are guilty of that in, in, in some manner. But the heart really is the central part of the individual. And the Bible has several references 
where it reveals in various aspects human personality. Amen. And it stems from the heart. Amen. The Bible uh, uh, refers to the emotions and the experience by the heart. By the heart, we love, and by the heart, believe it or not, folks hate. I know nobody does here, but some folks have wrestling time with that. Some people, by the heart, we reveal it reveals if they are a joyful person or if they are a sorrowful person. I have several scripture texts. I'm not going to go into them. But the heart also reveals if that person is peaceful or if that person is a bitter individual. And man, I've met a lot of people that have had a lot of lemons. Yeah. And the the, the heart uh, is revealed in the characteristics and the manner of the person, if they're a courageous person or if they are somebody that is of a fearful heart. The heart is the home of the individual's life. All I have to do is just hear you talk. All I have to do is kind of meet your friends. All I have to do is just spend a little time with you, and I can kind of see the person that you are. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I say that because, really, if we are always talking about work, or if we are always talking about girls, or if we're always talking about boys, or if we're always talking about material things, it reveals who you are. Yeah. It reveals the central part of what you are focused on. Now, let me give space for those that are in love with Jesus Christ. If your conversation is constantly about Jesus Christ, it kind of lets me know that there's probably a commitment with inside of you to the Lord of glory. Amen. What you say reveals you, how you dress reveals you. Because it is our outside words we choose, where we live, how we behave that reveals really the issues of our heart. Amen. So you can say, I love God all you want. But what you live out and what you say and how you act really testifies louder of if you really love God or not. That's right. That's right. Yes. Amen. Because words are cheap these days. Amen. They're cheap. We have folks, you know, this is, and I'm not trying to criticize everybody, and I know this process is a journey. I think some people really do love God, but they have never encountered truth. I think people really, uh, in all honesty, I've seen just read articles, read articles of people's sacrificial commitment to God, and I compare it to a truth-loving apostolic, and I say, God, what's, what's the issue there? It's one has truth and the other one has a genuine love for God. And none of us have gone there because if you find somebody that loves God and you tell them that you must be born again, you know, that heart that loves God won't have a problem with it. Really? I need to be born again. I'm ready. I'm ready because they love God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Also, the heart is also reveals within Scripture, 1 Kings 13, 12, if that heart is wise or if that heart is not wise. Scripture also, and these are references to, in reference to the heart. If a heart is pure, if a heart is upright, if a heart is righteous, if a heart is pious, if a heart is good, in several Scripture texts, it refers to the heart of the individual. Amen. Amen. Talk all you want. Talk is cheap, brother. Yes. I want to see you live it out. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I if uh, if I would have preached this in Spanish, it would have had a lot more salsa to it. 
I feel sometimes that, Lord, why you make me such a mean preacher? I, I don't feel like I, I'm mean, really, but um, I think plastic Christianity just needs to disappear. Yeah. And, and just let the true apostolics arise and not be rude, but just be bold about who you are. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I have a friend of mine. He is uh, 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 from uh, from Chicago area, and his dad was a pastor. He's a backslidden Pentecost, a Baptist kid, Baptist young man. His dad pastored, and uh, uh, he's always, you know, telling dirty jokes. I said, "Well, you need to clean your mouth." Yeah. You know. Mine. And, and, and uh, the reason I say I just say it like that because they're going to say all kinds of junk to me. So I just tell them just up front, you need to clean your mouth, boy. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Thank God he doesn't beat me up. But anyhow, <laughs> so you need to clean yourself up. You know your dad taught you better than that when he was a preacher. Yeah. I know. I know, Garza. I know. Well, clean it up, boy. Amen. This is the process. I, I've been hammering him all the time. I've been hammering, hammering him on receiving the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know. And, and I say, oh, there's another world when you get that Holy Ghost, brother. Yeah. It's a whole nother world. That's right. Amen. <laughs> the heart is the seat of the conscience of the individual. Let me be honest. The heart is naturally wicked. Yeah. And so it is in need of being regenerated by the power of God's word initiated and it evolved in its growth through receiving God's word. Yeah. By nature, we are people that are misdirected if we do not have God's word. Amen. Right. And it defines the life and the character of that individual. And it needs to be changed. You cannot obey God unless the power of God's spirit comes in. And it begins to transform your life. Help us, Lord. Yeah. The process, yes, begins with believing the message. But believing the message evolves into a literal experience with a living God that is spirit. Help me, Lord. Remember here in one song where it says, uh, um, it says, uh, I can sing of your love yeah. forever. On, I can sing of your love forever. We seem to always construct songs, you know, uh, 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 of God's love to us. And that is not the issue. Yeah. The issue is our love to God. Yes, that's that's right. the struggle. Amen. That's it. That is that's the it. battle. That's it. My love to God is the area where I am growing and I am learning my commitment to God. Amen. Yes. It is extremely important, even in the times of Israel, the very first and utmost. Command above all. They would even attempt to say it at the at the closing of their of their life. The last words, which is which is a hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And after that, the Bible says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Amen. You are to love God because loving God it does involve emotion. 
It involves energy. It involves passion. It involves desire. It just involves blood, sweat, and tears. Because talk is cheap, brother. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah. If you say you love God, it will totally involve everything that you are. You're to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength. This one statement was the bedrock for the Israelite people. Yeah. And it was constantly repeated. Love God. You are to love God. Your God is one. Yeah. And you are to love that one God. Your yeah. God is one. Yeah. And you are to love that one God. Your, your yeah. emotion, your passion, your energy, when you're together yeah. in the day, when you're together at night, when you're together at the table, when you go down to sleep, and when you rise up in the morning, you're to love that one God. Yield your energy to that one true living God. Amen. Oh, Lord, you can be seated. Amen. It says that three major times within Scripture, love God as the Israelites formed as a nation, as their bedrock foundation. It was so important that God, He came and He manifest Himself in flesh. And they try to corner Him. And they try to say, what is the most important command of all? Jesus. Yeah. And it was God manifest in the flesh. And He told them again, did you forget? Did you somehow forget you are to love God with all your heart, with all your mind? I said it back to you back then, there, Israel, and I'm here in flesh now. And I tell you again, you messed up. You are to love God with all your heart, with all your mind, yeah. with all your soul, and with all your might. i got to come in flesh and show it to you. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All your talk, all your sacrifices, really, really, they're not in, they're, they do not impress me. I want you to love God. Yeah. Yeah. The service is about over. You may be seated. I'm still, uh, still kind of trying to get launched off the pad here. Yeah. Amen. Right. Loving God was in the Old Testament. Loving God was in the New Testament. God manifests himself in flesh to make the same statement. And not only that, it he was even projected into prophetic statements in the book of Revelation where one of the churches is rebuked and told, uh, it says, you, you have left, you have abandoned your first love. Get back to the basic. Yeah. Get back to what initiated you. Yeah. Get back to what awakened you. Yeah. You've got to love God. Come on. You gotta yield your passion, your emotion to Him. That's the that, that, that's the bedrock foundation of what makes you who you are. Yeah. You've got to love God. That's, that's right. why I constantly state, you know, there ain't no girl worth Jesus Christ. There ain't that's no right. boy worth Jesus Christ. That's right. I know they're handsome, they're beautiful, but there ain't not a one of them that is worth Jesus Christ. That's right. Even now, I love my wife. I told and I pray she loves God more than when she loves me because if she loves God more than when she loves me, she'll love me better. Yeah, that's right. Because God's going to tell her you love your husband and God's going to straighten up you little masculine little kid and you take care of that girl. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. You got to put God first always. You can be seated. I think we're kind of like that that uh, elder couple that uh, they were receiving counseling, and that uh, uh, the wife was just she was just uh, uh, crying. <laughs> she was in 
finally talked her husband to come to counseling. And they had been married, I don't know, a long time, 40, 50 years. And he was an old country farmer type individual, just a rough guy, pick up cows by himself. And they were finally in counseling. The counselor was, well, what's the main problem? She was, <laughs> it's just one thing. <laughs> she was crying, tears run down her face, you know. And she said, ma'am, well, well, what is it? He, he, just, he just doesn't say he loves me. <laughs> now, the old country guy, he just, and the counselor said, uh, well, what do you got to say to this? Country old, country old man, he said, I, I told that woman 40 years ago I loved her. And if I change my mind, I'll tell her again. <laughs> yes, we do have to hear that we are loved. Yes, we do. And I, and I think that that I think that's reason why that the church is constantly hearing the message through Scripture that God so loved the world. Yes. God is love. Yes. God says, I am in love with you. That's not the problem. The problem is, do you yeah. love God? Do you believe me yeah. that I said I love you? Okay, now respond to Him. Yes. Live for Him. Dedicate yourself to Him on a 24-hour basis. Amen. You gotta radicalize yourself to where you even snore in tongues. Amen. <laughs> you can be seated. I'm about almost not finished. You're fine. You're fine. Come on. Oh Lord. And I've seen, you've seen it both extremes where people have a lot of scripture and they can just quote it. They can just say it. They can just say it and they fall out of the church. And you see other people that don't know any word. They don't serve God. And, and they, they, they don't come to church at all. What in the world is it? The issue is, do they know all that scripture? Great. And do they not know God? Well, whatever. But do they love God? Yes. yes. Do they love God yes. is the issue. Because the loving God is the heartbeat of everything. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And it's much more than just saying it. Right. You got to show it. Mm-hmm. You got to do it. Yeah. You got to love it. It's got to get in your spirit. Yeah. I do not do what I do just to do it. I do it because I know it's good for me. Yeah. And yeah. I do it because I love my Savior. Oh. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Thank you, Lord. Help us, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, my Father. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, I praise you. Help us, Lord. You may be seated. I want to say, honestly, I, I really did not have issue with holiness stuff. Preacher said, throw away a TV. Uh, yes, sir. You know, dress right. Yes, sir. I already knew how to do all the bad stuff. I want to learn how to do the good. That's right. The bad stuff come easy, amen. The good stuff, it is a struggle. But I'm going to keep marching, moving onward and upward. I'm going to tear the devil's kingdom down, amen. Because it used to have me trapped. It had me blinded. And I do not like the world. I do not like the things of the world. There's nothing but lies out there. And their leader is Satan. And he's a father of lies. And there is no truth in him. You may be seated. Here's the issue. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ can come and he can preach the most strict holiness message I've ever heard. Brother Garza, the Lord can come. I want you to shave your eyebrows, shave your head. I want you to take off your shoes because the Lord is here. I do it. Yes. Why? Because I know he loves me. 
and my evidence and response to loving Him is manifest in obedience yes. to Him. Talk is cheap. Yep. To do is a whole nother world. <laughs> Jesus Christ said, Yahshua, love the Lord thy God with all the heart, mind, soul, and strength. This is the first and great command. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two hang all the law and the prophets. Amen? Amen. If I can say it my way, if you keep the first command, the second is easy. And if you, kept the, if you keep the second one, it's smooth sailing uh, through there. The larger percentage of all your problem is people. The larger percentage of your problem is not God, it's people. Right. But if you keep the first command that I am in love with Jesus Christ, amen, the second one really won't be that hard is to love your neighbor, and it's easy to forgive. Brother, I know you made a bad decision, but I love you, amen. Brother, I know you got a bad attitude, but I love you. Brother, I know you probably are not in the right spirit, the right mind, but I love you, brother, because I love God, and I'm commanded by my God that I love to love you, so I love you, I forgive you, now straighten up, get up, and let's keep on trucking to heaven together. Amen. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. You can be seated again, amen? Thank you, Lord. The first command, it is the central, it is the core, it is the hop, it is the root, it is the focus, it is the heart of the real believer. Yes. I need to stop pointing. I'm training my kids, don't point at people. I'm pointing up there, okay, so. Amen. Oh, God. But if I point at you, I'm serious. <laughs> point away. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I've seen, you, you've seen it. I've seen folks that obey and comply every single issue of holiness. But their heart is bitter. And they got the most rotten attitude. I'm not saying don't do that. But I'm saying there's something wrong there. There's something wrong in the heart of that individual. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I remember talking to an elder gentleman. He's passed on already. And uh, he was just having tears. You know, when I was a young Christian, I would always ask the elder. I said, Elder, how did you do it? How? And they were already in their 60s and 70s. They already served the Lord for a long time. And I asked this elder, I said, Elder, how'd you do it? You know, I, I, I plan a, you know, I was five years old in the Lord, you know, and they were already like, 50 years ahead of me, serving the Lord, you know. And I said, how'd you do it, Elder? I was asking him. He had white hair, Brother Legron. And, uh, and, and I was just asking him a sincere question, you know. And, and so he just had big old tears come down, down his face, just streaming down his face. And he made one simple little statement. He said, oh, little brother, Brother Mark. He goes, this is the thing right here. He said, I love him. Yes. I love him. Yes. Oh, I love the Lord. I think that's what's kept me. I love him. I can't wait to see him. Yeah. I love him, Brother Mark. If you get that down, boy, you're going to make it. Yeah. you got to love him with everything that you are. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come to him and will sup with him and he with me. If I can say it this way in this manner, I think there are many hearts that they hear preaching. The Lord is knocking. The Lord is trying to reach, and we have that door closed. Lord, if I open it up, I know you're going to get me to move to another realm of commitment. 
Open it up. It ain't going to hurt you a bit. It, it won't hurt you. Amen? Amen. I've told many friends all the things that I've been preaching. I've applied them in my life. They've not hurt me not one bit. They've not hurt me at all. I give myself to it. I dedicate myself to this. Amen. Amen. It has not hurt me at all. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, God, help me out. I'm about almost not finished. There's one song my wife sings. It goes like this. You are my Lord. Amen. You are my light. You are my joy in the midnight. Jesus Christ must become Lord in your life over everything yeah. in your life. Yeah. Over everything. Your selection of where you work, in your selection of your finances, the, your management of your finances, in your selection of who you're going to marry. Amen? Amen. A lot of cheap old girls out there. A lot of cheap guys. Amen? They're smooth in their talk, but that's about as far as it goes. Shallow as can be. Amen? Because love is a long haul, brother. Commitment is the long haul. Amen? Dedication to marriage is the long journey. Amen? As they say in Spanish, Ya te casaste, querías. Ahora hágase, hombre, hay que decir amen. I'm going to translate it. As they say in the Spanish, you wanted to get married, toughen up, boy. Stay there. Come over here crying to me, amen. Uh-huh. Now you're in there. You find out that beautiful thing is beautiful. But somehow, she cries sometimes. You don't know why. You stay there. And you just be faithful to that girl. She'll come back around, treat her nice, buy her a flower, be sweet to her, buy her candy or something. She'll come back around, think you're a hero again. <laughs> and if, if she doesn't think you're a hero, then take her to the prayer room, pray together, amen? amen. Find God together, just be honest before God. Yeah. God, I need your help, amen. <laughs> the life source of every church. And I'm not really talking about the church. I'm talking about all of us in an individual manner. The life source of every church is the great command. I am going to love God with all of my heart. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. My wife said it perfectly. She says, uh, she says in reference to marriage, if I love my husband, I have faith for my marriage. Amen. Yeah. Of course, I'm not as spiritual. I just said, if if I if I love, I feel freedom. All right. <laughs> now, really, biblically, you can talk about all the faith you want, but faith does not work. But rather, let me say it correctly, scripturally, faith works by L O V E. Right. You want it to continue to flow. You want it to continue to manifest in your life. You got to have a direct connection to the living God. Yeah. That direct connection is that I am in love with God. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There are three major principles within Scripture, which is faith, hope, and love. Charity. Yeah. Amen. Love. love. You've yeah. got to love God. It must be the central part of everything you do. Is because you are passionately in love with God. Yeah, I've sacrificed family members. I've cut them. I remember telling my uncle one time, because, you know, uh, growing up with a Latino culture, I grew up and they're attempting to train me. Uh, probably there's some little guys in here. But anyhow, anyhow, I had to tell my uncle. I had to tell my uncle. I said, I said uh, you, you know, Uncle Cook, 
I told him, Uncle Cook, uh, I, I love you, but I am not going to follow you no more. Right. You know, I love you. You know, that's dangerous. You can get beat up when you say that to older uncles. I said, I'm not going to. And he had his big, giant, walrus-looking uh, mustachio, you know, down to the ground here. And I said, Uncle Cook, I'm not going to follow you anymore. I love you. But I, I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, you, you, you taught us how to fight. You taught us how to drink. You taught us how to steal. You taught us all this kind of stuff. And I'm going to follow Jesus. Yeah. That's right. That's Amen. Right. That's right. Now, I have not drawn in my Uncle Cook yet, but it's been a process. Every once in a while, he'll give me a call and he'll say, he say Mark, uh, Marcus. I go, yes, yes, sir. Uncle Cook, how you doing? He goes, I left you, I left you a little offering underneath the, the, the flower pot. I said, thank you, Uncle Cook. Amen. I didn't tell him to do that. The point is that even he, an elder in my my generation, an older uh, gentleman in my life, my uncle, you know, he wants somebody to really live this out. Amen. Right. Where are the real Christians right. at? Amen. Where are the people that really live this out on a daily basis? Amen. I'm Christian here. I'm Christian at the store. I'm Christian when I'm driving the road. I'm Christian at home. I am who I am because I love God. I am in love with God. That is the central part of who I am. You can be seated. I'm about going to make myself finish here. Maybe I'm just long-winded. You're doing fine. Oh, God. I said, love the Lord thy God. I remember uh, um, um, teaching a Bible study, you know, and uh, um, remember this one young lady said, why, why, why did it make it so, why did God make it so hard now, you know, to serve, I, I would have loved to just be in the, in the garden because there's really one rule, you know, one guide, you know, you know, you just cannot partake of the, of the tree of the knowledge and evil. They said, if I was in that garden, well, I'd stay away from <clears throat> Stay away from that garden. This is a new new person I was teaching. I stay far away from that old tree of knowledge of good and evil. Trying to pull me up, I'll just put my leg up. I'll not get close to it. You know, one rule: just do not partake of that the fruit of the knowledge of of good and evil. And they said, I, if I was in that garden, I'd be far away, far. Uh, 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 uh. And I thought the same thing. Had I been in a garden, I would have not been crazy as Adam and Eve partake of that fruit. Amen. <laughs> You know, but in all honesty, if we apply it in the same manner, there's only one rule, one major rule in Scripture, which is to love God. Yeah. If you get that down, yeah. that's the supreme guide even now. Love God, number one. It will naturally manifest a love for God's creation, being people. Get that one down. Yes, there was one rule in the garden. There's really only main, mainly one rule. If you love God, you won't have issue with the rest. Amen? Right. That's right. Do you know this scripture text? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that scripture. It's a hard scripture. I don't care. I love God. Read it to me. Say it to me. Explain it to me. Amen? Even in the Old Testament, it was just one God. Thou shalt have no other gods, the Bible That's says, right. before me. Amen? Right. I remember uh, 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 sharing this with someone. I won't say who it was, uh, uh, but anyhow, I remember sharing this with, with someone, and they said, how can God be so crude, you know, so, so rude to where if you if you you got to love him only, it seems to be selfish and self-centered. 
But really this command, because the Bible does say, Thou shalt know, uh, have no other God before me, thou shalt not bow down thyself nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children of third and fourth generation uh, of them that hate me. He said, how can God be a jealous God? But really, if you biblically understand it, God is jealous for us, yes. yes. But it's not a jealousy that we would think because God in his wisdom, he knows that if you do not direct your love to him, there is no hope for you. Right. That's right. He knows that if you do not love him, if you do not yield your emotion to him, there is no other opportunity for you. Right. So he said, I'm jealous for you because if you don't love me, you have no hope. That's right. Come on. There's yeah. no way out unless you love God. Yes. So it's not a selfish, self-centered self statement. He said, I'm jealous for you. I'm trying to get you to understand you have no other hope but me alone. Every other God is dead. There's no life in them. I am the only true living God, and I am jealous for you. Yeah. And if you do not love me, it destroys the individual. If you do not love me, it destroys the family. Yeah. If you do not love me, it destroys your neighborhood. And if you do not love me, it destroys that city. And if that people does not love me, it destroys the state. And if that state does not love me, it will destroy the nation. And at the end, I will judge it because there's no Lord, no individual that loves me there. But if you love me, yeah. I can save you. Yes. From every destruction, yes. if you focus on me, yes. I will love you. I will never leave you. Right. I will never forsake you. I will give you faithfulness like you have never ever felt before. When you're in your darkest area, I will speak to you. When you feel alone, I will be there for you. But it's got to come from you to me. I said earlier that every sermon has a purpose. Every sister guards, I'm going to finish up. Every song sung in reference to Jesus Christ has a purpose, has an intent. Every message ever preached has a purpose. We hear it, we consume it through our hearing. It affects our spirit, it affects our mind. It has a purpose. It is progressively designing us to become something. Amen. It is it, it, we, we are evolving to become something. And it's in Scripture. The Bible reveals it. Because the first command is, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart. The Bible says it clearly. That the end of the command is charity out of a pure heart and faith unfeigned. Amen. Unwavering faith. And pure love. What in the world? All these sermons. All this church. Brother you just keep on coming. There's a reason. If God is love. In every sermon we hear. The first command is to love God. And the end of the command is charity. But now it's applied to the individual heart. We begin loving God. In every sermon. Every lesson. Every Sunday school. Every class at Christian school. Has a process. We are becoming what God is. And at the end of it all, He will have a people that know we're not being forced. No, no, no. We're not being 
we're yielding love to him by ourselves we are becoming who he is in the moment in the twinkling of an eye when it's all done we shall be changed amen his love for us was not forced and our love and our commitment to god is not forced it's got to come and evolve and develop in you consume all the scripture you can get have an obedient heart because there is a designed purpose by our creator he's put a shepherd here to love you he's put a shepherd here to preach to you truth amen he's put a shepherd here to say hey this is the way we do it he told us a long time ago it happened to him I got filled with the Holy Ghost that living word came inside of me And the developing process does not end until our last breath. All the sermons, all the lessons we've ever heard have a purpose. Now the end of the command is love out of a pure heart. And that pure love goes up to the living God. I'm going to open up this altar and just ask anybody. You want to come and love the Lord? You want to come and love the Lord? <laughs> All I want to do is thank Him. All I want to do, lift my hands sometimes. I want to lift up my voice. I want to do, All I want to do is just love the Lord. That's all I want to do. Hallelujah. Help me, God. The Bible says, set your affections on things above do you want to know brother Mark Anthony Garza (laughs) I just want to learn to love him because he's given me a love I know I do not deserve so if he's been that good to me I will commit myself to know him to yield my passion my emotion to him I will choose carefully everything I do I will not serve him in a sloppy manner God has given me the best, and I will give him my best. I will call upon your name. I love you, Lord, but let it be more than just words. Let my life say it. Without words spoken, Lord, without me saying anything, they will know I am in love with you. You are mine. That's it. I will be faithful to you, God, and to you alone. I will conquer every every giant that tries to pull me out, that tries to pull me under God. I will walk with you, Lord. I will obey you, Lord. I will dig into your word, and this soul will obey. This soul will yield to the beauty of your word. Your word does not hurt me. It just makes me better. Ayúdame, Señor. Yo quiero aprender como amarte más y más. I want to learn to love you more and more, Lord. Ah.
I don't want my words to be cheap. If I say it, I'm going to live it. Oh, my God. 